Let's talk movies. Graham Tuckett is here. Hi, Graham. See, how are you today? Very good, thank you. Have you been getting in Christmassy mode with your uh, movie selections this week? Uh, yeah, sorry, I've just got um, very quiet headphones here, but I'm sure the somebody can bring those up. Um, yeah, Christmas. Does, you, does your headphones plug into something with a volume knob next to it? We're just going to bash two, through. We're going to be fine. One, two. Okay. Sam will come sort you out. Uh, You've been to... Sorry, I've just found the volume knob after okay. all these years. There it was. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you've been to the Old Oak. Yeah, look, I've been to... The Old Oak is a... It has been allegedly... Um, Ken Loach has said this will be his last film. Um, Sir Ken... I'm, I almost called him Sir Ken Loach. He was offered an OBE and promptly turned it down because that's the sort of guy Ken Loach is. <laughs> yeah. um, Ken Loach is one of the greatest living British filmmakers. He's one of the greatest British filmmakers of all time. Uh, he's pr- made his first feature in 1967. And here we are some 28, 29, 30 feature films later. Uh, he has uh, put out The Old Oak at the age of 80, 86, 87 he is now. Um, and, you know, as always, it's a really, really beautiful piece of work, but it also calls to mind just what a sort of the unquiet conscience of the British and UK yeah. and also the world film industry that Ken Loach has been across these last five, five and a half decades. Um, Presumably he's back in amongst the working class of Britain, is he? Yeah, look, I mean, Ken Loach, very, he, he never strays away from the working class. He occasionally strays away from the here and now and the British Isles. But this finds him very much back in his, I guess you can say, his comfort zone or his, his home turf. Um, you know, over the decades, he's won the Palme d'Or twice. Uh, one for The Wind That Shakes the Barley, which is one of my favourite films of all time, mm. which saw him back in 1920s-era uh, Northern Ireland. And also with um, I, Daniel Blake, about half a dozen years ago, which was a very, very much thematically a, a close film to The Old Oak, talking about the sort of the, the, the struggles of working-class people in Northern English cities in these sort of, in these 21st century years. The Old Oak finds him back in in Durham, which is on the northeast of England. Uh, he's working in a sort of a composite town quite near the city or in the county of Durham. Um, there's a pub on the main street. The pub is called the Old Oak. And it's, you know, like a lot of communities up that um, up that way, it's never properly or fully recovered from the closure of the mines in the 1980s. It's never properly or fully recovered from the, I guess, say the, the evisceration of the trade union movement mm. under the Conservative government of Margaret Thatcher and subsequent governments. So it's still, it's a very, you know, it's a hard-bitten area. It's a place that has swung very sort of, sort of like the British equivalent of Trumpian conservative, I guess you'd say. It's become quite a sort of a, a right-wing sort of place. Uh, fairly xenophobic sort of place, um, very much a Brexit voting sort of sort of community. Yeah. And the old oak finds um, Ken Loach with a fictional recording of what happens when a coach load of recent refugees from Syria are basically dumped into the community into some um, into some council flats or council housing in the street and try to make themselves a home within the community. Um, the, the How first, interesting. The ally they found is um, the publican of the Old Oak, who himself has his own, you know, has his own tragedies in his past. Uh, he's played by a long-time Ken Loach collaborator called Dave Turner. 
And it's just a sort of a beautiful 90-minute unfolding of what happens in a community of very, very hard-bitten, downtrodden people when they come up, when they're forced to confront the reality of people who are more downtrodden than they will ever have to be, and yet coming from a different culture, speaking a different language, eating different food, the way in which that community either will or will not start to heal itself and get over itself and start to act like uh, with some solidarity. It's a look. It's beautiful. I mean, it's classic Ken Loach. I'm not going to say it's one of his absolute greatest films, um, but at the same time, for this, you know, this 87 year old powerhouse of the British and world in the film industry, who has produced some 30 odd features, the fact that he's still making films as competent and as worthy and as flat out entertaining and at times laugh out loud funny and also cry your eyes out tragic. As the old oak, at, you know, at his age, after this, after a five and a half decade career, um, it's just remarkable. Like I, I said in the paper, like this is going to probably be your last chance to see a Ken Loach film on a cinema screen the way it was intended, and it would be kind of, um, I think, it'd be rude to turn it down. You know, beautiful. He's a, he's a beautiful filmmaker. Um, anyone who's ever gone near a film festival in the last three decades will know exactly who I'm talking about. Films like The Navigators are. I tell you what, there's a there's a great. I mean, to get out of my lane for a second, the um the TVNZ show after the party is yeah. running at the moment. I think yeah. the final episode of that, which drops, everyone everyone is loving. I, I think it's set a new benchmark for yeah. New Zealand made drama. The Scottish actor in that who plays Robin Malcolm's ex husband, the may or may not be baddie mm. of the piece, is played by Peter Mullen who's a Scottish actor, Peter Mullen got his great break in a Ken Loach film huh. uh, back in 1998, a film called My Name is Joe, who was about a, a film about a recovering alcoholic played by Peter Mullen, who was still very adjacent to, to, to some very um, hard and nasty criminal elements in Glasgow and the lengths he's going to have to do, have to, have to go to to extricate his, his uh, nephew or son from getting in bad with those elements. If right. you ever want to see good. like magnificent acting Peter Mullen in My Name is Joe um, that'll explain why he's a star to this day it was Ken Loach who found him that's The Old Oak by Ken Loach tell us, tell us about Chris Mess Chris Mess is a beautiful this is a beautiful thing um, The Old Oak by the way opened nationwide yesterday uh, Chris Mess is a Aussie independent feature it is made by a bloke called Heath Davis this is his I think his third maybe his fourth feature film he has set it in suburban Sydney um, it is about a. It's about a bloke who again has come out of rehab. It seems to be a bit of a theme for the week, but that's that's one of those things. Um, and he's moving into a sort of halfway house run by someone who was a very good friend of his, and he is going to be his sort of support partner. Um, there's a young woman who's a very promising singer, singer songwriter, also living in the same house, and it is the week or a couple of weeks leading up to Christmas. Um, this bloke played by Aussie sort of character veteran called Steve Lamarcand, who's got one of those names you won't recognise, but the minute you see his face on screen, you'll be like, oh, I've seen him. Yeah. He's in, like, underbelly and all that good stuff. He's often, like, the, the tough guy just off to the left of the big name, you know? He's one of those, my favourite sort of actor. Um, Steve Lamarcand's character, he... He, yeah, as a, he's fresh out of rehab. He was once a very, very promising actor. He quips at one point that he's he's won silver logies in the past no one knows who he is now he struggles to hold down a job as a uh shopping mall santa 
and I've, I've said in the review this week, you're going to think this turns into bad Santa, but it's actually more like sad Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, he Not everything goes well. The film doesn't have a beautiful sort of triumphal ending where everyone goes, oh my God, that's amazing, play the carols. It's a very, it's a hard-bitten, very realistic, uh, very real sort of slice of life. Uh, it's got some genuine humour in it, and it's also got some absolutely fantastic music. Um, the woman who plays, she plays a character called Joy. She's played by an Australian called Hannah Joy, who I, from what, what I've read, is far better known as a singer-songwriter musician than she is a, as an actor. Um, she is a leader of a band called the Middle Kids, who are sort of like indie darlings in the Australian music scene. And her her own compositions sung and performed during the during the film are fantastic. Um, there's also a very, very good soundtrack, uh, which I absolutely loved. Look, Christmas is just like, it's the definition of a, I mean, if... If Ken Loach was in his 30s and living in Sydney, I think this is the sort of film he'd be making, you know? It's a it's a fairly low-key, it's a fairly hard-bitten, it's a very realistic portrait of some real people living their lives, in this case, like in the week or two, on the way up to Christmas. Uh, I liked it immensely. I was very entertained. I, re- I really, really enjoyed particularly the way it ended. It didn't go where I thought it was going to go. It went somewhere else, and I, it, I found it very, very satisfying. So that's Chris Mess uh, is playing in Auckland as of today, tomorrow, this weekend. Uh, is getting some screenings in Wellington. The lovely penthouse up on the hill in Brooklyn are running it. And I think Alice's in Christchurch are also showing this film. Thank you. Quick word on Journey to Bethlehem. You've got about 60 seconds on this oh, one. Oh, man. Look, imagine that the guy who was the musical director of Glee and the co-collaborator or the co-creator of High School Musical got together and said, we're going to do the nativity story, like the, <laughs> the birth of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. you got me interested. Well, that is what Journey to Bethlehem is. It is an all-singing, <laughs> all-dancing teen musical based around the trademark greatest story ever told. Look, I just sat there, in a, admittedly in a cinema, all by myself yesterday. And I came out going, that was just impossible not to like. Like, you would have to be such a Grinch not to enjoy this film. Like, everybody up there is singing, dancing. Antonio Banderas plays King Herod. And honestly, you would think he was auditioning for a role in in a remake of Jesus Christ Superstar. (laughs) It's just, it's a laugh out loud film, whatever your religious affiliations are. It's fun. Is it, are they doing songs we know or songs we No, these before? are all... Um, Adam Anders, who's the director and, I think, co-writer, um, he's very much a sort of one-man hit factory who's produced films for the Jonas Brothers and Miley Cyrus. Like, he's one of those amazing Swedish uber-producers who seems to dominate, like, the top 10% of the American um, uh, charts at the moment. Yeah. So he's written all uh, original material. Ah. Yeah. It's, um, look, Road to Bethlehem is, sorry, Journey to Bethlehem. Look, it's not for me, but I, anyone who sees it will not be able to get a smile off their face at least once. Great. Thank you, Graham. Thanks, Jesse. Journey to Bethlehem, Chris Mess, and the Old Oak.